I'm an artist at heart and I'm having to sit down and explain like what, what story can actually, this was for glasses.com. You can actually tell stories around glasses, but there were just times where it's, where it's like, you can't tell a story. Can we just make something fun? Like, why does everything have to be so precious? And that really got to me. So when Brent hit me up to start drawing stuff, I, I was said this earlier, I wasn't kidding. Like I, I would pitch a lot of ideas of like miniature, like let's make a bunch of miniatures and shoot that because then we can make what we want. Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble, like I need a friend. Everybody, I am so glad you are here with me in the windowsill today. Welcome to Windowsill Chats. I had the most fun talking to today's guest. I have a, a broad spectrum of artists and friends that I have met and worked with and admired over the years. And I often in this past year and a bit have drawn on those friendships to come talk to me here at the windowsill. So many of the people I already know, but once in a while, more and more, I should say, um, reached out to by companies or agents or people interested in being on Windowsill Chats because it's getting more and more known. And this person I am talking to today was referred to me. And every once in a while, I think you like, what's this conversation going to be like? You know, will we have much to chat about? But as you'll see, Dave Arcade and I had no shortage of things to talk about. He is just so cool, so fun, so interesting. So I hope you enjoy a little bit about Dave. He is an illustrator with a degree in graphic design. His style is born of his inner designer doing its best to talk down the numerous influences of his youth. Dave is an 80s kid, but stakes no claim to the retro wave movement. He's a descendant of the Hanna-Barbera Chuck Jones lineage, and it should come as no surprise that his style is straight up cartoons. Dave left behind a 10-year career as an art director, and we talk about that, we talk about a lot of things, to pursue freelance illustration. He has a true depth of style that delivers a one-two punch of strong thinking couched in elaborate and colorful compositions. Wait till you guys see them. His pieces are absurd and conceptually complex and demand more, much more than a passing glance. If he's not pining over music gear, he's doing work for brands like Google, Nickelodeon, Disney, Adobe, Activision, and Discovery Channel, just to name a few. So find yourself something fun to work on, grab a cup of coffee, practice, draw, play a song, something, but uh, keep this in your ears for a while because this is a really super fun conversation that I have here with Dave Arcade. Well, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Dave Arcade. Is that really like, is that your given name? Cause that's so yeah, good. I, the arcades conquered everything. No, um, I, so in 2017, I was working for an ad agency. I have an ad background. I was an art director for 10 years. And uh, that's kind of why my art looks the way it does is I, I just act like I'm, I'm placing um, items in a scene. Uh, Perfect. You know, it's, it's all the stuff I pitched when I was an art director. Like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. See, that's um, why you have to go do your own thing so you can get out into the world what, what should be there. 
it, exactly. It's, it sounds like it's easy, but it, it's not. I actually had to get laid off from that place to do it because mm-hmm. I was, I was supposed to be, I was hired as an associate creative director and, uh, there's uh, a fella there who I love uh, named Brent Watts. He's a mentor of mine who was getting me on all of these great mural jobs for Nickelodeon. Yeah. They, they built a new uh, animation studio in Burbank in 2017. And so he's like, can you do like 11 walls? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I should have seen it coming when the creative mm-hmm. director is like, so you just draw pictures now? I was like, well, yeah, wow. I mean, you know, that's because uh, we had two CDs. So they got sick of me not doing my, my real job and, and they laid me off. And so I, huh. which was the, this sounds so typical. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. Um, I had all this work from them to start a career. And so I was talking to, uh, call, call, you know, days following, I, I called all the people that I trust and uh, a guy named Nate Williams. He's actually on, uh, the, we're on the same roster, which is super serendipitous. Very but cool. Yeah, he, he's great. He's a huge inspiration of mine. Um, and we live in the same state. I haven't seen him in a couple, couple of years. Uh, I'm terrible. Call him up. I, I, I totally, it's funny you say that I did. I did last week. I texted him. I was like, Nate, I'm a terrible friend. Let's hang out. We're going to hang out on Saturday. Oh, um, good. I feel so much better. Yeah. It, it's, I'm one of those guys that you got to like, keep the relationship going. And, and anyway, um, so he's like, uh, your last name, um, it's problematic. It's, it's hard to spell. And it's hard to, to kind of say, you should change it if you're going to be a freelance illustrator. I was like, well, thanks. I'm already like super insecure, but he was right. <laughs> he was right. So I, I don't know. Oh, I was making my website and uh, I was thinking of names and I, I, I came to find out that an arcade is, it's actually more than just a place where there's a bunch of machines you can dump uh, quarters into. And mm-hmm. it, it is another word for like a gallery. And I was like, oh. I'm kind of making an arcade right now. And I was like, a Dave arcade. It's such a good name. Thank you. Thank it's you. It's fantastic. That. First of all, who doesn't like an arcade? Who doesn't I like mean, an arcade? Really? Yeah. And it's so, so based in, in so many rich memories of art and design it. and ah, all of it. it. It seems to be a perfect fit. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, it was a little, it's bordering on choosing a name like Thunder or Steel, <laughs> though. Like I had to choose something that was cool, but not. That's your middle co- name. Yeah, I, cu- I couldn't be, I couldn't choose stiff. You know, I was going, <laughs> I was going to choose that, but. There's already one of those. Yeah, yeah. There's already one of the those. The third. But, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's always a big uh, thing to try to find out my real name. When I make new friends, this always happens now. A few weeks in, especially after we've shared uh, personal stuff, they're like, dude, I can't keep calling you Dave Arcade because I know it's not, what's your real name? So I've given it to a few people, but uh, I keep it a secret. And if somebody from my past life uses it on my Instagram, Alex Fuller. Um, <laughs> I delete the comment because I like, I like it. I like the people guessing. I don't know. It's a secret. Yeah, I was thing. thinking about like, I'm going to Google like, what's his real name? Maybe I, you name? could find out pretty I easily. Know. I bet. Do you it's, know how many people are what they're like? I don't care anything else, but like, what's his real name? Yeah, We're not going to tell you. It's hamburger. My name's David hamburger. <laughs> no. Well, your art is amazing. So, I Thank mean, you. You, there's almost, it almost, it doesn't defy description, right? But it, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but when everybody stop now and go look because the depth, the richness, the color, the, oh man, it's just, I love art that I can get lost in and I can, I could see spending, well, I have spent a long time digging in and I, Thank you. thanks for putting this out into the world. It is good stuff. I love I, it. I appreciate that's a very, very uh, sincere and, and rich compliment. I appreciate that. I don't stri- like I don't need compliments, but I this is going to sound douchey, but it, it's weird how often I don't hear what you just said. And it's mm. like, well, it's kind of easy just to say, oh, thank you for making a bunch of stuff I can look at. That's why I make it right on your Instagram. Your Nirvana poster process was a good one because you dug in and was like, because any of us, right, people are listening thinking well how do I like what's my art like what would she say about it but a lot of it is process and I'm super interested in well first of all of course like how'd you even get here in the first place but but then just that process of of making getting out into the world such a complex rich densely gorgeous piece of work 
go look up the Nirvana poster one on Instagram from what's the date? I don't even know. 20 weeks ago, August, 2021. But you know, you, there's, there's some great things to look at. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you kind of, I got, I got a post more process. You would think a guy like me would see that, you know, like if I was uh, 22 years old, it'd be so clear to me, just like YouTube channel tips and tricks, how I make stuff. What like, so a not. younger person would be killing Dave Arcade, but <laughs> I, I just recently been like, I wonder if people want to know how I make those stuff. And everyone's like, yes, tell me. I'm like, oh, so I got to well, do there's more. A, there's a kind of a, we don't share a lot about process. And now, you yeah. know, I don't know, do a TikTok about your process or whatever, but but I sometimes it's sacred, some parts of it. So you don't want to share. And then you think, oh, who would want to know that? But those of us in this realm, this creative realm are like, what? That's so cool. Even just the thought process doesn't have to be use this brush or this whatever. It's, it's just the thought process. That's kind of cool. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I I, got to do it because we all think like, oh, you just want to see the finished piece, but really that's what we want to show so that we can get all the compliments. But it's far more interesting to know how something's made. I love process. I love the messy middle or the thing that I thought yeah. was going to be this way. And now it's that way. That that to me is the creative process isn't the finished piece. It's what you did to get there. It's what you tripped on. And yeah, I love yeah. that part. Yeah. I'm drawing wolf heads over and over again for this, <laughs> this current thing. And I couldn't believe I had to redraw it yesterday. You talk about the messy middle. Holy smokes. I, I think the piece I'm working on, I've now accidentally drawn it fully finished twice because I, I'm finding for what I want to do with it, it's going to be so much more convenient if it's all done with pads and illustrator. And so I keep acting like I'm not going to redraw everything with pads and I get to the next part and I'm like, I can just leave it in the next day I redraw it. So it is the messiest <laughs> middle I've ever experienced with a piece, but we're our own worst critics, especially if you've been an art director. Sounds like you have spent plenty of time in that chair. He, you know, we're like, oh, that needs to move over that way a little yes. bit, or that line is not quite as fine as I wanted it to be. And what about that color? Yeah, I, I, you, it's like you're me. It suck. It <laughs> sucks knowing what I know and doing what I do. It helps. It helps because I'm alone. And so I know how to edit, self-edit and be like, Dave, come on, let's, this is not the way you, but I can't tell you how the millions of times I nudge a line and I don't need to. Oh, the millions of time we nudge a line. That's quotable. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me how you got here. Like, did you always have crayons in your hand or or were you like a Lego guy or what? How'd you, how'd you get here? Yeah. I don't know if I should have, uh, gotten here. I, uh, kind of raised like a sports sports kid. I relate with okay. Jeff Ament, the bassist of Pearl Jam a lot. Cause he's like, cool. I love the NBA, but I love playing bass. It's like, I'm like, yeah. the, I like sports, but I like art. Um, but you know, I was kind of uh, a pure kid and then I moved to Albuquerque yeah. and that changed my whole view on everything. And I realized Did like that pure. I, yeah. I grew yeah. up in Utah. And, yeah. and then I remember going to woodshop class in, in Albuquerque and they're like, oh yeah, my parents are divorced. I was like, Re- really? I don't yeah. know any parents who were divorced. So that opened my eyes to like yeah. realness and I, I got tough and I got some grit there and uh, got in fights and um, kind of woke up to the world a little bit. I'm going way back. Uh, how did I yeah, get here? That's good. Like, cause did you, did you hold crayons was my, yeah. Oh yeah. So you got true. some grit, you yeah, know, but, some- but those are the things, those are the formative. We were talking about that teen angst before we pressed play. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's important. That's where I first hurl, uh, hurled, uh, <laughs> heard Led Zeppelin, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard Led Zeppelin. I remember being like 17 and my friend putting on the Beatles. Be like, I've heard all these songs. But I woke up to music and, and yeah. you know, we're talking about Nirvana and met people who felt like I did. And yeah. um, we, we did stupid things together. But I, I, I started off, uh, my mom always had a, uh, a ream of paper near the, the kitchen table. And uh, I could always find a pencil and I started drawing the cartoons that I would watch like Voltron and Joe and, and super violent stuff though. Like eighties kids um, were given sticker sets of like Freddy Krueger and um, Jason Voorhees and then Nickelodeon in the nineties. Like we got to make actual kid stuff guys. You can't. Yeah. It can't just change the color. Yeah. 
Wait, yeah. Wait. So I, I, I remember, I think I saw a sketchbook. I would just, I, I drew a lot of knives and, and people. And like, I, I loved drawing somebody shooting someone at the uh-huh. GI Joe. The, they always, uh, their helicopter would always explode, but he, the, the guy would parachute out. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Lasers would fly past everyone's head. And so I was like, I'm going to make sure that all my shots count. So like huge, <laughs> like pockets of blood exploding from people's chests. And, and that's the stuff my mom's like, cool. I'm glad he's drawing. And, uh, <laughs> and I, it's so my kid right now. I just, I'm like, I'm so happy because I'm like, Ooh, maybe he could draw like Dave Arcade someday. And let him draw that stuff. It's yeah, okay. I my son that. just got suspended because he drew, um, a guy in a gas mask with a gun in a hallway. I think they thought it was a guy in a school. And he's oh. like, this is my plan. I'm going to make a blueprint of what I'm, it's like, oh. no, this is a video game he's playing right now. Yeah. They're the same person. Yep. Yeah, Cast masks or everything here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, I just stopped drawing. I picked up the guitar in my teens and I was like, I don't need to draw. And I actually took that a long. I went a long time without drawing. And then in 2000, this might sound crazy, but in 2015, you know, yeah. deep into my career as an art director, this guy Brent Watts, Wow. start having me do some sketches and then another guy was like do you want to do this this um we have to do this illustration for uh jack in the box that was one of our clients and it's this long thing it's, it's called the nine levels of jalapeno it was a weird uh interactive social thing where i drew nine levels of of this hamburger because my name is david lightning hamburger and right. uh so, makes sense it makes sense. And that, yeah, I think that was two, 2015. So seven That is not long years ago. ago. Holy cow. It's not that long ago. And I don't know where this all came from. But when I drew that piece, all this stuff exploded out of me. And wow. I, I've been, they talk about like you learn in your, um, in your sleep. I must have been building this up for years because Everything I drew was just like, I didn't know how I knew how to draw a cartoon. I didn't know why my palettes all made sense. Maybe an art director, being an art director kind of adjusted sure. me. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. So when I shot out of the can and I hit the target, but. But being it, an art director doesn't make you a good drawer. So I that, that came yeah. from somewhere. Fantastic. I thought, well, this is why I'm stupid. Again, the 22 year old, the TikToker would kill Dave Arcade, but. <laughs> I, I've always been able to draw and yeah. I don't practice a lot and never have. I, I don't draw a lot, but I just mm-hmm. know how to make stuff Move. with lines. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what it boils down to knowing how to make things with lines. Make yeah. Things. You yeah. know, and, and I love the person that you worked with that said, Hey, draw this thing. Cause they were probably watching for a while and thinking, you know, I'm going to find the perfect chance to ask Dave to do this and see what happens. Yeah, that guy, that guy is uh, brave. He, he hires, he hired this, this, uh, my friend, Michael DeHaan, who was, uh, what was he doing? He was like trying to get a theater in Utah that was kind of broken down, Mm -hmm. like up and running for cool indie films for people to gather. And he was showing me some, some, he loves movies. He's showing some uh, poster designs like uh, Dancer in the Dark with uh, Bjork. Uh Uh, Uh he did this great like um, eye chart thing with the type for the movie title. And it was like in this pyramid and it was beautiful. And I was like, dude, they they were these uh, criterion collection covers that he thought uh, that that he thought up himself. And I was like, Michael, you're an incredible, like, did you go to school for any of this? Like, nah. So I was like, dude, you got to talk to Brent. So Brent hired him and immediately threw him like career defining jobs. Wow. Even to the point where I was like, Brent, like he's new. It's like, I, don't worry about it. Like I have faith in this guy. Like He's going to do great things. And he did. And he did the same thing with me, just threw me these yeah. jobs. And, and Brent is one of those uh, creatives that uh, like Ed Catmull level mm. where they just kind of know that it's the team around them yeah. that yeah. builds. Yeah. That's, that is a beautiful thing to have. You are as good as your your team around you and how you lead them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what what a gift, really, to have that person yeah. kind of saying, "Okay, you try this." Yeah, I didn't know many girls. Yeah, but then they didn't want to keep you there because you were into drawing, which maybe took away from the art directoring. Yeah, yeah. So, a word. 
Yeah, like I got into advertising at the right and the wrong. I got into the right time, wrong places. So when I okay. I, I got hired, it's it's weird. I I too got it. I, I was uh, I got a degree in graphic design. That's my background. Yep. And then okay. got hired at a design shop in uh, Seal Beach in 2007 hmm. for thirty eight thousand dollars a year. Can't live in California on that. Can't no, support kids. Not in Seal Beach. Yeah, and uh, I had made this leap behind from graduation that this woman, Cecilia Gorman, the recruiter over at YNR had kept, uh-huh. called me up three months later. Uh-huh. It's like, do you want to come into YNR? It's like, what? Uh, sure. I'm a designer, but a uh, fella named uh, Craig Evans, creative director is like, dude, I saw your leave behind. I want to start hiring art directors who can make their own stuff. It looks uh, like you okay. can yeah. art direct and design and we'll pay you $65,000 a year. It's like done. Switch yeah. careers that day. Didn't yeah. realize what I was getting into. And so it's like, I'm going to do like the uh, old spice stuff, like really funny. It's going to be awesome. Not, <laughs> not, you got to go to a different shop to get those jobs. And so oh. I was to, to get the people that will push the fact that you would want to do it differently than it's yes. already being done. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And raised. Mm-hmm. Y- yep. And, and it ended up ended up leaving that place. It came to Utah, struck where the people who let me go, bless their hearts and also curse them. They, um, we were just trying to to do cool stuff, but a lot of that work was, um, remember when advertising got real, what's the word for taking yourself too seriously? (laughs) Uh, had its head up its own ass. Like, like, uh, most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And then it's always, Yes, but it got real, real precious no, with yeah. uh, with uh, SNL made a, a skit about this where they would tell this amazing story and then they would put this logo on the end. Budweiser, you know, the Super Bowl wanted yes. to make you cry and then it oh, yeah. like Budweiser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anthemic TV spots. So we were doing a lot of that crap. Okay. Wow. And uh, you know what? I tend to ramble. You asked me no, why these people let me. Oh, why they let me go. We're going down the perfect path. Okay. This is good. Mm-hmm. This, this way. Okay. I just thought me if I'm, I'm rambling or feel free to put me back on track. So I'm sitting here like with this, I'm an artist at heart and um, I'm having to sit down and explain like what, what story can actually, this was for glasses.com. You can actually tell stories around glasses, but yeah, we had the Utah, uh, Utah tourism account too. You can tell stories around that, but there were just times where it's, where it's like, you can't tell a story. Can we just right. make something fun? Right. Like, why does everything have to be so precious? Right. And that really got to me. So when Brent hit me up to start drawing stuff, I, I was, uh, I said this earlier, I wasn't kidding. Like I, I would pitch a lot of ideas of like miniature, like let's make a bunch of miniatures and shoot that because then yeah. we can make what we want. Right. And so when I started drawing, I was like, I'm an art director. I get what's going on here. Like I can make the themes I want. I can choose the items I want to place and I can just draw them the way they are. So I'd start, mm-hmm. I'd draw a bunch of synthesizers or, or uh, cool, cool stuff that I actually wanted to hold like yeah. tangible things. And it was in cartoon form, but I really felt empowered to like place that stuff in an environment, things I want, you know? Yeah. And then I would hook them up with cables and start to make up stories around them. Well, anyways, I was, you know, kind of lost in this, this new world that I had discovered. Um, the, uh, the people who paid me were like, you know, Dave, like y- you do have to like eventually get your own client. We want you to be the guy who can like go into a room and like be Don Draper and like pitch yeah. an idea. And I'm like, dude, it's funny about Minnesota. I was like, gosh, what hit me? I was like, the last thing I want is to have to wake up at five in the morning fly to Minnesota in the winter time yeah. and pitch to a room at 7 a.m. and and be fake enthusiastic about it. Just like yeah. the reason why your underwear is great. I'm going to tell yeah. nightmare stuff. So yeah, so really. I, I, yeah, like I had, I had my escape from the thing I didn't want. I didn't really see it, Yeah, but you know, when you just push in a direction, cause you know, it's right until something breaks. I, I right. did that yeah. until they were like, Hey dude, like we can't really, I was also uh, pretty testy, but I was just mad back then. I think they were like, Dave's just a problem. <laughs> I've, just, been that. I've been that person, <laughs> but it's good. Sometimes it's good yeah. to be the problem because, because you have, I feel like when you're being the problem, honestly, that means you're tapping into something that's not working for you. Right. And, yeah. and you can't, 
you can't fake it. It doesn't, why would you? Right. So you got it to somebody. Yeah. Like I remember getting mad at people who were this, this uh, account directors like Dave, I need you to go through the media plan and, and look at all the different sizes and make sure it fits with the creative. I was like, I'm not doing like, it was a media plan of like 90, no, in the hundreds of deliverables. Oh. And I was supposed to look like the 90 by 75 banner to make sure it lines up with the idea in the, in the right oh. quarter that we were going to, I was like, that is not what I, I remember yelling at that person right now. I should not have <laughs> yelled at them. Um, and I just, in my advertising career, I got sat down a lot and talked mm. to a lot, yep. mm-hmm. a lot. And that doesn't happen now that I work by myself. And I think some right. people just need to work by themselves. You just changed your name so you can move on. Yes, change my name. And but that it's way- true. I mean, I, I've been there too. And I and I think it comes from a hundred percent wanting to put something into the world or into this brief or whatever, to call it whatever, that feels right, that feels yeah. like it's making a difference. It's and it is like, well, we've done consumer testing on this product. And and I was like, I saw the consumers you brought in there. These are not the consumers that we're going for, really. Yeah. Trust me, not them. Yeah. Nope. mm -mm. We've done it this way for decades. Yeah. Then why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah. So you start a podcast, right? Then you just don't there anymore. So, so you launched, which is awesome because you were already doing that. And you like, as what, as happens when you're in a place like a great advertising firm, often you have some connections and they're like, Hey, we really liked what you did. So is that kind of how it started? on your own thing? Like what happened next? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I have some, and I didn't realize this until I started Dave Arcade. I, I have met some wonderful people in my life. So I, uh, YNR, first place I worked at became Wonderman Media and people from my past, like a month or two, two months in, hired me to do a mural for the new shop or the new uh, building they were going into. Wow. People I haven't talked to in, you know, six years. Yeah. And Susie Lim and uh, Eric Kawaguchi hit me up for a $15,000 job. And I went to my wife and I was like, I think I can do this. Yeah. I think, Mm -hmm. I think this is possible. And they gave me that chance. And that has happened so many times. Nate Wigglesworth, uh, Mm. fantastic. That sounds like a made up name, doesn't it? That's such a good name. (laughs) It is so good. (laughs) He, um, he is a fantastic art director, uh, probably, the, probably the best art director I've ever worked with. And I was just busting my friend's balls because he's a creative director over at Ogilvy, yeah. uh, Chase Dutre. And I was, I'm on a text thread with Chase and, and Nate. And I was like, Chase, freaking Nate has thrown me over $60,000 worth of jobs since, since I've known him. You've not given me anything. Nice. So my friends, except for Chase have all <laughs> been so freaking supportive. It's crazy. Like, I'm like, why do yeah. you want me? They're like, Dave, listen, I'm going to make this clear, man. We actually like, even though you're a friend and you won't call us back, we yeah. actually like your work. I'm like, really? Yeah. Cause you don't like your friend's work. Right. It's like if your no. dad wrote a song, you wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> but your work, they're, they're all like, no, look at what he's doing. Oh my God. We had no idea. Yeah. That yeah. you yeah. have work that is like, wow, you, you just want to get lost in it and to see it big, like on a mural, I can see that would be just That's people. Fun. You would capture the attention because you have to st- spend time with it. You want to be like, go there. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate you saying that. It's so, it's so fun to, to draw this stuff. Like a lot of it is just to see if I can, can do it. You yeah. Know? Just yeah. Like, Love that. Challenging. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, just... and it seems multi, multi-layered. So your brain must, I, you know, like, how does your brain work? <laughs> Something else like, you know, to start in on, you know, to pick a thing like the Nirvana poster, it's like, all right, I, I have this idea for this part. And it, and like you said, I'm going to do maybe a couple synthesizers and they're going to connect with wires and the pills are going to be lights and the, you know, and is, yeah. is that how you kind of approach everything? Do you start with a bigger idea or do you, like, if you're given a brief, yeah, is it, is it often just do your Dave thing or we need to have these things in it or does it, is it fairly loose for you? It's, it's both. It's a great question because uh, you're like the, the hot ones. Um, do you ever watch hot ones? 
I don't. I should, it's, I guess. It's great. It's a YouTube show where the host brings on the biggest celebrities in the world who are promoting stuff and makes them eat hot wings. Oh, yes, up. yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. He asks really good questions. You ask really good questions. I, it's both. And I love it when a client knows the stuff they want to include because it's really hard as the nights get later and you get deeper into the project to come up with ideas. Yeah, it's true. But so I, I love that if the, the client, like a mural I did for uh, uh, We Like Small um, a few years ago, it's isometric and in the middle it says belief in the me. I think it's the first piece on my uh, portfolio oh, yeah. page That's on the site. One. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, all that stuff came from employees. Like we don't like hot cars in the summertime. So that's why there's a DeLorean with flames coming out of the window. Oh, nice. Nice. And they're like, we like coffee. And so I was like, I don't want to draw a cup of coffee. So I chopped up a guy named Joe and put him in a coffee cup, cup of Joe. So if you give me, if you give me a, a list of things, I'll make stupid dad puns out of it that actually translate into fun art. And then the other way that I do it, and this is going to inspire nobody but the most inspiring thing for, for me when I'm looking at a blank canvas is I make a grid, I a, uh, a dimensional grid. Yeah, Nirvana piece, right? Yes. I was like, what? Yeah. So that that is, that's the art director in me that's like, okay, dude, like in that little corner, let's, and I'll do this. I'll make like a, uh, a box. Well, but it literally gives you perspective. It literally gives me perspective. And, and so I'll make, I'll make all these boxes that aren't things yet. And I'll kind of arrange them in a way that feels good. I already know I'm going to do the Nirvana piece. Let's just talk about that one. And in the last slide, you see this really crappy illustration. Um, I can't claim that all I, all I need is perspective grid, but if that's all I had, right. I could be inspired. I do start right. with an idea. And that, right. that idea right. started with uh, Kurt, Co- Kurt Cobain's voice as a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, mm. I was like, okay, I could put a buzz on his mouth. Oh, what if he had an engine head? Yeah. You know, like, okay, so we got a thing. And there's like, oh, I got to include the other two guys, but they're not the main guys. So we'll make them smaller, kind of like action figures. And then uh, Dave Grohl is is uh, kind of a John Bonham type drummer. So I'll give him the, the same symbol that Bonham had. And then uh, Chris Novoselic, Novoselic, I never know which one it is. You're from Seattle. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, he always talked about hating corporate rock, so I'm not going to building over. So I start with little story elements, but from there, it's all like once I have that, I'm out of ideas. Then the grid okay. is oh, the okay. thing where I, I pull from. Yeah, because I have that sketch happens to be just happens to be open on my screen. So I'm looking at you and I'm looking at that end sketch this before you said it, it just happened to be there. But so, so you're like anything, it's sort of like I'm going to dump all these ideas. So I get them. Mm-hmm, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the grid, which just helps us align. So we all have those ways of, you know, like I got a brain dump and then I have to focus. So that that's, that's yes. very cool. I, it's really interesting to hear you say that. Cause again, often we just don't hear the process or we don't see the process. So it's really, it's very cool. Yeah. And then you're, you're not just drawing, you don't just draw a thing like, Oh, there's going to be a poster or whatever you you're a video guy. So let's, let's layer it some more. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, are you talking, are you talking about like the, your uh, artwork and like, okay, so I'm, I'm not just looking at a video game. This is going to open and there's going to be all these things inside. Oh, yeah. The gift you're looking at the, the, the okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I can, uh, multidimensional. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I can't, and like, if you got anyone off the roster, off the closer and closer roster, that's my rep, as you know, um, yeah. uh, they would animate me under the freaking table. Um, <laughs> they would literally sit under a table and animate me doing stuff. No, um, they can smoke me. It. Yeah. They, they, they're really good, but I figured out like you can put stuff on rails like mm. just have it move backward and forward, yeah. but make some, like when that thing opens, like yeah. there's stuff that bumps into things and that's super that, simple. The, the head with the, the plush guy in, in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more about the idea and less about the animation, but everybody thinks I can animate because of those pieces. I kind of can. Well, it's interesting too, because what you said, because when you guys look at these pieces, they open and then as they open, you see what's inside and then they close again. So I yes. certainly wasn't thinking, oh, these are not these are simple animations but you're right they're on a rail right they go in yep. and out but it's it's super it's just right for your style it feels like it i'm yeah. i feel like i'm in the back page of mad magazine like folding it nice. every, folding it in three you know like, oh that's oh a great comparison God. that's what really, yeah. 
I those were so cool. They were so cool. Remember that Beck video where he did that? Like the forgot about that. That's such a great video. I I used to save my money and ride my bike to the 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee and a Mad Magazine. That and some tops cards, which I also saw you did. You would buy baseball cards? Yeah. Awesome. That I miss baseball cards at do you want to hear a story about baseball cards in in 7-Eleven? I, uh, 1986, me and my friend, Brian went to seven. We would always get, uh, Slurpees and, uh, Laffy Taffies. This one day we're like, let's steal the baseball cards. <laughs> Brian put them in his pocket, totally got away with it. I put it. Wow. We were so obvious. We're like looking <laughs> at the cashier and then she would look at us and be like, Oh, paydays, right? Like who, maybe we should get a payday. Like take it way too long in the candy bar yeah. aisle. And I eventually slipped two packs in my back pocket. I got out the door. And the cashier followed me and she was really polite. She's like, son, do you have something in your pocket? That's not yours. Now this is when I said, as a pure kid, I was like, yeah. And I went back inside. I could have sprinted off easily. <laughs> she was old. And I went back inside and they, you know what? Like, this is the part that sucks. She called the cops. The cops drove me. Oh. I was 12, 13, 12 drove me to my house. Uh-huh. I live in this like Mormon neighborhood uh-huh. and everybody oh was outside. My parents were outside. They're <laughs> never outside. And they're like, what the hell? My like, what's oh. going on? Go inside until I stole baseball cards. And honestly, like it was such a crazy ordeal. I had to go to court. Wow. She didn't Base- just she really went the distance. She went the distance. And and oh. even looking back now, I'm like, gosh, if my kids took baseball cards, I, I wouldn't have made such a big deal out of it. Anyway, that's my my uh baseball card story. That's good. I I stole a, a pack of dentine from the corner. <laughs> what was it? It was called Menlo Square Market. And I was younger than that. And I <laughs> you know, you think you're being so clever. I don't even remember yeah. how I I just thought I want this. Mom's not going to buy it from me for me. And I was with her, I think. And then I remember being at home outside chewing gum because, you know, and dentine really couldn't it have been like Mentos? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Fruit stripe. Fruit stripe at least. But then she's like, where'd you get that gum? Mm, Uh Yeah, of course. Cause you're a kid. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) Like, I buy you everything. (laughs) So we had to march right on back down there and I had to tell the store owner and his white, you know, butcher coat or whatever, what I'd done. Oh my God. I remember it so well. And uh, the shame, right? Ah, horrible. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. I, I wanted to get some, um, I'm just thinking about dentine. That's such a hilarious <laughs> gum to steal. <laughs> Isn't it? That was sad. Like, oh, dentine. <laughs> Mom won't know. It's so professional. Um, uh, the, uh, I, I wanted some redemption. I actually kind of got good at stealing. And I remember I, I had, uh, I didn't have U2's second album, October, which is not a great album. It's like, I don't want to buy it. I remember going to the, the CD store and kneeling down in a way where the forced perspective made it so the cashiers couldn't see me. Right. And remember CDs had those like things around those yeah. white, like for people uh, like you, for people like me, I, I broke it. Like oh, wow. I figured out how to get the CD out. I did that. And, and I remember like being hungry. I wasn't homeless or anything. I just wanted a, uh, one of those rotisserie chickens. And so I went to Smith's and took one. And so years later, I was like, that? well, you can go into a grocery store and grab uh, a bag and anything kind of near the, anywhere near the front, you can yeah. put an item in it and then walk out. And they're like, well, it's probably his, it's in a bag. Okay. I hope my son's never listened to this. And <laughs> I remember a few years later, I, I, I wanted to change my my life. I've changed my life twice now. This was okay. the first time, second time to Dave Arcade. And uh, I was like, you know, Dave, you stole some, you stole some things. I stole yeah. some, I like, like, I like Ike pens from an elementary school. Okay. I gather, I gathered anything I still had. I didn't steal a bunch of stuff, guys. I stole right. like eight things. <laughs> okay. That's why I was able to do this. And I went back to the places that I stole from. And I reimbursed them. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! That's the one thing I'm proud of in my life. So I unstole all that stuff. Oh my gosh! I like so. Okay, so I just want to hear one. What happened when you walked in and said I stole something years ago or last week, and I I want to 
come clean. What happened? It was a really good experience at the, at the, music, at the music store. There were younger kids uh, kind of my age and, and they're like, that's a very Christian thing of you to do. And I was like, I was like, well, yeah, you, uh, why okay. I'm doing it, but okay. Yeah. Like wh- whatever, you know, you, whatever you think. And, and we got into a conversation about real things for like a solid 10 minutes. I just chatted yeah. with these people and they shared stuff with me and I shared stuff with them and it shook my hand. Like I left and I felt great. And then the, the grocery store where I took the chicken and some other stuff I can't, I can't mention. I knew the cashier. I, he was a weasel that I worked with at another place. And he said to me, dude, can I just keep this money? And it's like, <laughs> no, open the freaking cash to open, put that I'm watching away. you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So one good experience. And then I, I went to a few places, but um, that's very cool that you did that. I'm glad that had a good ending. Yeah. It had a good ending. It had a bad start with the, the baseball cards, but it just pissed me off that I got caught. So I wanted to prove that I could do yeah. it. And then, <laughs> and then it didn't sit well. So that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Awesome. So I have, here's a random out of left field question. And NFTs. What do we think about them? Wow. So I have a lot of thoughts on NFTs. Um, I am so curious. Like I'm trying, I'm not, it was kind of like when, when reels start, I was like, I'm not really going to pay attention or in Bitcoin, which I'm definitely not paying attention to, but yeah. like, the, like this is not leaving. So I, I want to know more and art like yours and other, like, what do you think about NFTs? I'm just curious. So, so I, I tend to have a story for everything. This is Absolutely. a good one. Um, in 2018, the co-founder of Pinterest hit me up and uh, he's like, they were not called NFTs back then. These okay. conversations are hilarious. It's two people, one person who kind of knows what he's getting into, another one who's me that has no yeah. idea. And I, I went back and I read these emails. I was like, so is it like a, a marketplace where you can like put posters up and stuff and, and people buy? He's like, exactly. Not at all what it became. And I, every question I asked, he didn't even know. So it's two people on the precipice of this massive thing wow. that happened. And we don't know what we're talking about. Wow. And I'm I'm Pete Best, the original drummer of the Beatles, because I turned him oh, down. Oh, what? what? I was like, I, I was like, I don't know what you're talking. I don't want to make stuff for. I could have been so one of the most famous NFT artists in the world. Uh, I forgot a stupid oh my name. Gosh. Uh, he the his that, bit. Who are you gonna say? The, I'm trying to think of his name. The one that sold it for the most amount of money. I probably. Oh. No, that's that uh, was... Beeple. He yeah, he came yeah. along later. Th- this is an OG guy who okay. his claim to fame is he he minted in 2018. It's like oh, wow. making the Model T Ford, right? I could have minted in 2018, but I, I didn't do it because I thought it was okay. dumb. And so that was- Well, so... it is such a, I mean, the whole concept of selling something that does that you can't put on your wall, like, you know, it's it's just breaking every- yeah. Sort of known concept we have about what happens when you buy a piece of art. It was already tricky when you were buying like a video art. Sure. Sort of thing. But this is a whole, I can't believe you were there. I talked to the person who could have. I could have been one of the first <laughs> ones. I've sold NFTs. I'll just be honest. I with, thought you might have. That was my, I wondered. Yeah. So, so once I realized I was wrong, I came back a year later. I was like, can I still put stuff on your site? He's like, Sure. We gave you an account and you just haven't used it. So I, I post stuff and I'll tell you what, NFTs get a bad name, um, but I'm going to tell you from an artist's perspective, it is super refreshing to not have a brief. You make whatever oh, the hell yeah. you want. 100%. And then somebody, yeah. And somebody buys it for like 2000 bucks. Yeah. That's the whole point is you should be making art that you want to do just for yourself. Yep. It but got contaminated. The, yeah, but usually that art, gets buried and the fact that you can then sell it I, it's kind of blows my mind yeah i i guess i was kind of prepped for this uh, i was collecting the digital star wars cards back in like 2013 for like six months i got way too into it there's this han solo one that i just kept trying to get it in packs and it went on ebay and i almost bought it for 200 bucks and so i kind of had felt yeah. like digital collecting a little bit. Wasn't that yeah. crazy to me? And I've always been a digital artist, so I don't have a lot of, I don't have any tangible pieces, which I'm going to rectify and start making posters. NFTs have actually pushed me towards posters, surprisingly. Huh. Um, but uh, so so I get, I kind of get the collector part of it. You know, they're like baseball cards. Yeah. I get the collector part of it, but it it's turned into this whole uh, there's a lot of it that is corrupt and people get mm-hmm. ripped off and a lot of yeah. it's stupid, but the core part of it is fun 
for artists just to make art and sell it. Um, but I, I get it. Saying NFT feels like uh, saying you listen to Nickelback. Like I just don't like the association, but I, I, I kind of make NFTs sometimes when yeah. I need some money. That's it's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. So I last, I, ho- I hope it does. But then again, that's uh, I, I don't know. It will for a while. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of shitty art out there, though. Listen, artists that are making NFTs and you've never made art before, your art sucks. <laughs> and I, I know you that's have mean to, to say. Make art first. Yes, yes. Like I feel like there needs to be a Simon Cowell of this whole thing. Like you should stop this. But the there's actually some really successful artists who are like, oh, I just started making art. Now I have. 300,000 in Ethereum. It's like, well, I can't knock that, but your art sucks. I know, I know. Oh, man. So back to your art for a second. So you've done some really cool projects. You you have some amazing clients. So a little, just a tiny bit touching on like, what's that, what that's like? And and do they let you, when it's these big name clients, do they let you, I mean, obviously they're hiring you because of your look, but is it a fairly um, rewarding prospect to work like that with a big client does it work yeah. for you yeah it totally can be um for a while i was getting hired by um uh, n- not big clients but the yeah. super fun jobs not taking any way anything sometimes away from- the not so big clients are the most fun jobs for sure 100 uh, percent, and yeah. i would i'd say most of the time that's yeah. that's the case <laughs> some, some got in the water last year um covet no uh and yeah. people started to call me from uh, I think I can mention this. I can't share the work for five years, but I got a call from a certain fruit company that makes computers. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's bucket list stuff. Disney called uh-huh. me up to do uh, <laughs> of all things frozen, but they called me for the right reason. They were like, <laughs> we want constructed. To- yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're like, we want boys to want to wear frozen shirts. And I was like, well, they're not going to like watch the movies. And you'll see a bunch of boyish stuff. And sure, if there's like monsters in it and yeah. Sven and his guitar and his dog, I found all kinds of boy stuff I loved in there. And that what jo- a cool assignment to, yes. to say, like, watch and and whoever is the guy that said, let's call Dave Arcade, kudos to you. Because again, it's any company, it's like, how do we broaden our clientele or our audience? Let's have this cool guy watch this thing. What a cool assignment. That's there- that, that uh, that's you're so nice, by the way. <laughs> I never get compliments because um, I work alone, and I'm just I'm just a lonely guy. But uh, uh, they they were they were smart in in their approach, and not because they hired me, but like they thought through everything. And yeah. I I didn't honestly when I first got that uh, that email, I was like, I don't think this is for me. And once. Olivia, my agent, told me the number. I was like, so I can't be more in on this pride. Just tell yeah. me what they want again. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'll go watch that. Yeah, yeah. I watched both movies twice, but they were really smart about it. Just like the boyish thing. And then they they were so, man, I'll tell you what, clients, for any clients that are listening, if you let your vendors like just fly with the idea, even past the point where it gets uncomfortable, even past the point where you putting that work in your book feels a little bit like stealing because you don't have that much input. Let it freaking happen. Yeah. And these guys did that to a T. Like oh. they were showing the guys that made the movie my work. And they're like, yeah. listen, we only have like a couple of changes. I was like, no, 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 you guys made the movie. Like, what? Like, no, no, we want you to keep, we don't know wow. where this is going, but like we feel good about it. And it ended up probably being the most successful like working relationship I've ever had because they let wow. me fly. That's amazing. I, I worked at Hallmark, so I have spent, had a lot of hours in rooms where we're talking about, um, how exactly Woodstock has to be represented. (laughs) He's kind of an ambiguous character. You know, you, he can wear this color. He can't, there was no running. There was no running with anything like that. I literally got chills when you said, they let you like, like you did. And you probably, it seems like you're the kind of person and the kind of artist that you're going to go pretty far down this path and say, just look, just look at it. And, and then they were responsive. And then the people, the guys that they showed it to who would have 
been the ones making changes were like, oh no, only these few things, because you're, you were able to introduce something, <clears throat> excuse me, to them that they, that that's not what they were setting out to do. That wasn't yeah. even, they not because they forgot or didn't think about it, that. Like that wasn't part of the plan. And some cool creative marketing person or, you know, art director said, well, we could, you know, appeal to some boys. So just a great storm there. That's very cool. They're very believers. Cool. Did, yeah. did you watch Mad Men? I, this is my second yeah. Mad Men reference. Yeah. Remember there's uh they're pitching um, lipstick to uh, the lipstick client and the fake ad was like, mark your man, right? It's actually this great fake ad. And they're like, uh, yeah, we don't think is. so. And Don Draper gets up and he buttons up his shirt and he's like, looking for his stuff because he's about to leave. They're like, where are you going? He's like, you're not believers. So uh, you're wasting my time. Yeah. You got to be a believer. And if you if you are a believer and you're like, okay, I think this person can do it. I don't know where it's going. And you trust them. And if that person's a professional, they won't lead you astray. Right. They might make yeah. you uncomfortable at times, but Disney, this particular team, they're believers. And and I'll just tell you, I gave them like a design system. It's isometric stuff where they could, this is how much they inspired me. You can take all of the art apart and rearrange it any way that you want to make a new design wow and you can make patterns out of it like they really their their belief cool. paid off big time for them like yeah. i gave them twice the amount of of work that they would have got otherwise so. well and i am i preach into the choir about letting somebody go i've all i mean go with their mm -hmm. gut on something mm -hmm. I've, I've i've watched it and i've you know, managed a lot, worked with a great artist for a long, long time. And I would come in and watch, you know, see that they had before been maybe given a brief of like, we need you to draw this. This is how we want it. This is how we want you to do it. And, and when you're given that kind of direction, you're like, is this what they wanted? Or was that what they, you know, you're yeah. trying to fit in, but then when they say, here's the overall thing we need, go for it because yeah. we see you as an artist and we trust you. That is always the connection I was trying to make, or I love it when somebody else makes, because guess what, where the best work comes from when then you're, they're like, Oh, they're trusting me to, to, you know, put this into the world the way I am looking at it. And that is the, you get the best art that way. Totally. Do, do you saying that you said that in such a, a way that made a, a visual, do you think it's got to come from insecurity, right? Do you think that that is, the art director be like, well, I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. And so they, they kind of set on this road of like, what, what makes you have to hit a bullseye in the dark, Ooh. whereas they could just make it huge and admit, we don't know, but I, try and hit it. I think it comes from, I'm, I have to put my opinion in here. So I'm going to yeah. put it here on you all over, all over <laughs> you. And, and really you're not getting, you're not getting the best work that way. Oh, I, I mean, I could go on for a long yeah. time about that whole concept but it sounds like yeah you know this road yeah i i do it's a passion <laughs> that road <laughs> and the other thing too that i think comes from i i was reading i was watch, looking at somebody's instagram and they had in their stories a post about the five way you know five ways to to get your art into the world or be a working artist one of which is being a staff artist or being a creative director in your case. And, yeah. and you learn so much. You might say, Oh, I just, I just want to put my art into the world, but you learn so much from being, from saying, Oh gosh, I have to draw the purple butterfly instead of, yeah. you know, the, whatever it is from being an art director, you learn what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And Absolutely. I think there's great things there. I did want to ask you about music. A little bit just sure to, you know digress because that seems like a passion we haven't touched on well i was gonna i was gonna ask you like uh hey if you have any questions for me um what now this is a hard question for people that's funny because you were asking me but i'm gonna ask you sure. what's the what's the best song you've ever heard oh geez does that have to be your favorite song sometimes the best song you've ever heard is not your favorite song no oh gosh I don't know if I can even answer that. It's probably some very old twenties. There was a show. I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to indirectly answer. There was a show called the singing detective. It was, it was a channel Four UK show in the eighties or nineties. And it had Michael Gambon was the star. It was a random kind of thing. There the music in that show was that scratchy, 
your grandparents' records. They put like the, the horn down. <laughs> yeah, like Dem Bones and like all oh, this old yeah. 20s music. And I and I guess I'd heard it before then, but the way it was perfectly put with the scenes that were happening, I just remember that like having to listen to all that music as much as I could. It was like nice. World War II kind of yeah. genre. And so that is a not a direct answer, but I but just remember thinking, that. I loved it. I loved the sort of organic quality, the not refinedness of it. Just loose professional musicians killing it in a club yeah. in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. It, because it, they loved it. Yeah, like I, I don't want to cheapen. I think I know the exact genre. It isn't the um, documentary like horn playing where a guy's like running around all fast. You're talking about like I think the squirrel nut zippers brought it back in the '90s, but it comes. That's yeah, the genre, yeah. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, and it was like, stuff. what do you even? It is. It's it's just what it's is that a little genre? bit storytelling. What is it? I don't know. It's a little bit storytelling. It's a little bit, you know, kind of rinky dink. It's yeah. um. It's, it's, it makes you smile. It makes you sing yeah. along. It's you may, it makes you wonder about the people that were listening to it then and what they did. Cause it just seems yeah. like a time that's so far gone. Totally. Know. That's a good answer. I like that. Cause okay. it's not a song, but it's just like this, this music yeah. that doesn't get made anymore. That was awesome. And it was great music. There's, there's things around. So my art comes from like Max Fleischer and mm-hmm. um, there's a video game called Cuphead. That was oh, made. I love Cuphead. That's the genre. That's the yes, that we're talking the, about. That's the music. Yeah. Yes. That that whole thing. There's a visual look to it, and there's music from it, and it's fantastic. Yep. Yep. That's yep. it. Yep. That, that's, I was like, when my I have a video playing fanatic in my house, and when I was like, you want this one? Heck yes! I love it's so, the, the visuals are fantastic. Yes, I, I I have a note in my Evernote that's like Dave. Cause I'm trying to revamp my style and, and it's taking, <laughs> I, I know it's going to be better. I want to bring 3d cause I want stuff to move. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I want to, but I don't want to affect the exterior. It's all under the hood stuff, but okay. I do want to, I do want to bring a little more cup headedness into it. Oh, it's I a can't good, wait it's a good move. Play the video game that you designed. Oh, that'd be so fun. I would love to make a game. It would be a crappy game, but it'd be fun. Um, so yeah. your song, your song. Uh, you will hate this answer. It's such, <laughs> it's so dumb, but I can't get over it. It is a, I've, I've thought about this a lot. And when second time I'm bringing up this band, so people are gonna be like, you really like that band. And there's a problem with this band with this generation and you'll know what it is. But I just pound for pound. I don't know if there's a better song. Then you choose one. Oh, it's that's, a good, that's worthy. It's a good song. It's just the your face lights up when you're stuck. It's just so good. Like the part where he's like, "You gave me nothing, but it's all I got." Yeah, and and it it builds to this great crescendo where he says that, and he's like, "Love is a temple," and it's like, whatever. I don't know what you're talking uh, about there, but then he says, "You asked me to enter, but then you make me crawl, and I can't be holding on to what you got when all you got is hurt." It's just such a good, and that's the way he raps it. And, and when he sings that lyric and then the edge starts doing his thing, you're like, well, dude, I think you just wrote like in the tightest package possible, maybe the best song ever, because it's about love, but the right kind of love, like dad, I'm gay, but you should love me or honey, I'm imperfect, but you should love me. I mean, isn't that how we uh, i mean it wraps it up so perfectly instead of longing or whatever it's just like here's how i am you should love yes me. yeah oh, and and goodness. and it's what everybody wants and then the video is so tragic with the buffalo running and then they run off the cliff it's a good song that's a good, that's a good one you know i Thank think you. people who think who listen to lyrics who listen to music who who really appreciate a good jam or a good you know transition or things like that 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 okay there's a whole nother creative i mean yeah. conversation for another time is what is creativity really but oh that that just links into the depth and the dimension of you know your artwork works that way too it's very cool that you're good at bringing it back around you are a good host <laughs> i i need to take some pointers i my podcast that andrea is a good host i i tend to take us off topic constantly 
Well, you're a good meanderer and that makes it interesting, I think. So that's one thing. One note I I wrote for this is that uh, I I sent, I send long texts. I, uh, I talk a lot. Um, My, I write songs and they're too long. And even the chords, my pinky's too active. And I, 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 I find, I find like meaning in the stupid, I can be going to buy a pizza and find the meaning of life. And what I've realized is everything is everything when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I meander and it, my art couldn't be more representative of the kind of person I am where it's like, I don't yeah. know, like I, I've got to include it. So people like simplicity and I get that. My wife loves simplicity and simple is a good approach, but I really do feel like I can show you what you're missing and, and hopefully that kicks ass the stuff that's missing. Oh my gosh. That is such a good way to, to wrap that all up. You do, you show, you don't know, you don't really show us what's missing. You make us think about what else could be like, there's so much there that you're like, well, what else is there? What's behind the guy that I can't yeah. see? It makes and sense. I want to show all of it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I Thank love you. to, I love to ask at the end, um, three people or, you know, whatever works that are inspiring you. Oh, oh yes. Uh, this was, this is a great question. So the first one's super easy. Mark Maggiore. Look him up. Do you know what I'm talking about? The name. Why do I know the name? He's a painter. Okay. He's he's oh. a, he's yeah, French and he moved to Taos. This guy kicks ass. I hit him up on Instagram and I was like, and this is going to sound weird, but I was, he, he's a good looking dude. So he can be stylish, but um, he amazing actually, work. Amazing. Like the yeah. cloud, not amazing. only the cloud, just the most beautiful paintings. I have two of his pieces coming. Um, wow. On December 12th, he uh, he did a 24-hour run of posters. Usually they sell it instantly, so I was able to snack too. Oh, nice. But he, uh, not only is his work beautiful, but I love that he moved to Taos from yeah. France. Yeah. And he, he built a studio, and guess what he calls it? Oh, what? The Temple of the West. Oh, perfect. It's so perfect. And he doesn't know he's doing this, and he doesn't know that his style, well, he knows his style kicks ass, but he doesn't yeah, realize... He does. That he's becoming this legend. And so I reached out and I was like, how did you achieve this level of freedom where you wear what you want, you paint what you want, you moved to where you want, you built this thing and called it what you want. And he's like, I do, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. He, we talked, he wasn't rude at all. He's just yeah, like, no, so genuine. So genuine. That's I, the I, best. Yeah. One wonderful guy. And, uh, uh, let me see. I, I, that guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> there's a few few other uh mark andre leclerc i just watched oh, yeah. the alpinist oh yeah 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 another thing he has in common with mark maggiore not only the first name total freedom like a guy who just started climbing mountains and and uh that's like incredible the, yeah the who's the pre-soloist guy um yeah i can't think of his name right now but yes yeah he was he was even like well this mark andre guy just climbs my we're like isn't that what you do he's like no you don't understand yeah like he just climbs whatever he wants whenever total freedom yeah, yeah. we lost him two years ago though which sucks i was i was watching the documentary and they started talking about in the past tense i was like don't you start talking about him in the past know. tense don't is he gone away. i know but but just the it takes a special amazing person like i really wonder about people who can just spend all their time doing things like that like what was their childhood like they must have had yeah. parents that just were encouraging or either like they don't want anything awesome. to do but I, it feels very encouraging to be able to think like no i could do this yeah it's like what you do with your kid i, I know you're an awesome mom and i know that <laughs> that you give your kid uh freedom and that's yeah. what we need yeah we need that freedom to explore and to fail and then when they fail too hard it's like okay listen loser no um we're driving you home in the police car yeah, gosh, I can't believe that lady did that to me. If you're listening, lady, you we've got your number. Seven <laughs> Eleven employee just wrecking me. Um, so I I had six people written down, and I know you asked for three, but it's like one of them is completely out of left field. Um, but I can't help it. This person is a master of branding in a space that you might not know or appreciate. Doctor disrespect. Hmm. He's mm-hmm. a video game streamer. Oh, really? Yes. Now, most video game streamers look like, you know, I, your son. I can't believe I don't know him since we watch a lot of that around here. Yes. So Dr. Disrespect, just real quick about that guy. Like he, 
he totally it's all tongue in cheek but um the level of branding is insane every time every stream starts off with this fake lamborghini and there's a stadium in the background and you're like what is this all about he gets in the fake lamborghini through like green screen stuff that's corny on purpose but it kind of works yeah because you're streaming like you're in a little box in the corner right right so what can what can you do in that box this dude has put a whole freaking universe in that little box. He drives to the stadium and then you're like, oh, this is where you play your games at the stadium. And he goes in the locker room and he has this language and and he uh, wears a fake wig, 100% of the time, black wig. He calls it something black steel. He's like, I got the black oh steel on. It's the most masculine, ridiculous thing you've ever heard. <laughs> he always wears sunglasses, which apparently makes it hard to game. And he even has this trick where he turns around and takes his glasses off and he still has them on. <laughs> when it comes to branding, He's that guy is, is right there. But there's somebody on our roster who's inspiring the hell out of me right now. His name's Cheedy Wayne. Okay. And I want people to check, check him out. Uh, okay. We have, we have artists on our roster, but, but I consider Cheedy in a different class. He is an actual artist who can like, make cultural changes if he wants to and he's just getting wow. started I love and that. He, he draws these hands once you see his hands you're gonna be like damn it i want one of those on my wall good yeah. yes so that's I, four sorry i i mean there's 20 and there's 20 different ones every day I, these yes. will all be linked in the show notes so you can you know learn more from this conversation today than you already even have right on oh my gosh dave this has been the most fun thank you so thank, much thank you it, it, this you're you're the best i hope that you have me back this has been really great to talk i never get to talk about this stuff so it's been wonderful. you know i'm so nerdy about it because i love it so much so it's really nice to hit those like-minded that's that's why i do this yeah thank you thank you that's it for this episode of windowsill chats thanks so much for being here with me it's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.